Welcome back, everybody, to the second episode of the Cape Cod Eats podcast, where Cape Cod comes to eat. Today, we have an awesome podcast with Beth from Beth's Bakery over in Sandwich. Been in business for almost two decades. She's been on the Cape for much longer. Tons of history, lots of background. Awesome episode. You guys should definitely check this one out if you're going to check out any of the ones we've done before. Actually, we've only done two before. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast, and uh, we'll see you when we get in there. Thanks so much. So welcome back, everybody, to the Cape Cod Eats podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day. I have Beth today with me from Beth's Bakery and Sandwich. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. So uh, why don't you let the listeners know where you're located? Obviously, you guys are a bakery shop, so what is it you guys specialize? Why don't you just give them a little background on you, and uh, we can go from there. All right, we're in Jarvis Street in beautiful downtown Sandwich, and we have a lot of baked goods as well as quiches, and we have a nice atmosphere for sitting, although right now it's tough because nobody can come in and sit, but sure, it's an antique building, so decorated it in a way that's almost like coming to visit Grandma, but at okay. the same time, it's, it's a beach meets uh, USO Hall. Huh, nice. Hmm. So it's all it's all indoor seating. Do you have any outdoor seating? We do have outdoor seating. Great. So that's a nice more. little We're gonna have more. <laughs> okay. Nothing wrong with that. So what um how long you guys been in business for? We've been here fourteen years. All right. And you have original owner? Yes. Awesome. So how how did you get started as a as a bakery? Is that like your background or did you just kind of in your family or well I used to work at the Mashpee tea shop. Oh, okay. I was there for twelve years, and then that's not around, that's not around anymore, is it? Nope, it's gone. There's a Greek yeah, restaurant there. What did they put in that? What did they put in there? You said a Greek re- a Greek restaurant. Yeah, they took up three different bays, I think, to make up that restaurant. So. Oh wow! Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, crazy. Yeah, but they're not there anymore. Okay. I I live downtown Sandwich. Um, my family is all from here. We're townies. Yeah, born and born and raised townies. I like it. That's great. Yeah. Well, I wasn't raised here. I was all over the country, but my husband. Oh, was, you were. My, my husband was born and raised here. I was born here on Otter okay. Space, and my mom graduated here as well as my grandfather and his parents before them. So um, it's the whole history. Yeah, they used to work at the um, sandwich glass factory when that was. Uh, oh yeah, right, right right by the bridge there. Yeah, that's well, no, crazy. No, the original one that burnt down. Oh that's wow. Something. So, wow! Yeah, my ancestors worked there. That's 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 that is history right there. Yeah, we're a longtime sandwich family. <laughs> awesome. So where where did you so how did you gain the skill set? Now are you the baker or you know do you just run the business? Like, uh, how, are you everything? I do everything. Um, okay. I do have some bakers that I've trained and an awesome baker who um, is semi-retired and decided he just wanted to have a little fun on the side and he's got many degrees in, under his belt great but i'm self-taught most of what i do is great american bakery what was interesting okay. is that you know talking about my family is i had found out later after i opened this bakery that my great grandmother used to bake pies for the sagamore inn no way yeah Long time ago. She's out of her house, brought him over to the inn, and then and that was cool. No, she'd hop the train right here down the street from me, and yeah. would be, get dropped off at the Sagamore Inn and work there, and then get picked up 
by the train again and off she went home. Man, small world. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> I talked to, I was just talking to Sue actually over at the Sagamore and we're supposed to have a podcast with her too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's crazy how that's, that's the reason why I love this, this whole, you know, excuse me. That's why I love this whole podcast idea because, you know, if nothing else, at least I'm getting to meet a bunch of people and meet the connections and kind of put it all together. Right. So that's great. So what's your, what's your go-to? You said you're all American baking. You know, what, if you had to pick your favorite dish that you, that you guys have available, what, what would you say it is? Well, I could tell you which ones are the most popular. Yeah, both. Well, why not both? Which ones are the most popular and then which one's your favorite? I mean, this is your business. It's your show. So. Well, I love raspberry shortbread is my favorite. Okay. My mom loves that too. Yeah, with a nice cup of tea. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, the eclairs are enormous and uh, a specialty here. Okay. We do scones, muffins, a bunch of bars, different kind of bars. We have peanut butter bars, brownies, all kinds of lemon squares. Yep. Those things are the most popular. Everybody loves those. So more baked goods. It's not necessarily a cook-to-order type of place. No. Like you guys don't do breakfast. Or... We, we do breakfast. Okay. It's it's more of a limited at the moment. We uh, are talking about getting a, a griddle and doing more pancakes and that kind of thing. But right now, we we do a scrambled egg, egg wrap, which is amazing. And we do things like oatmeal and quiche and fruit and we have a stuffed French toast panini, which is amazing. Wow, that's that sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's it is yummy. And then and then we have <laughs> lunch. So we have paninis and sandwiches, quiches, soups, salads. Okay, uh, so got it. All right. I just didn't know if it was. Uh, I didn't know if, it, know if it was more of a pick what's in the shelf type of deal, or but you guys do have an actual restaurant right. area of. Yeah, yeah everything's made to order. Oh, that's great. So what do you typically have in locals? Do you get a lot of tourists in your area? You know, what I know I know the Cape is touristy by nature, but what would you say your clientele is mostly? Is it locals? Right. We have a lot of locals and what's funny is the locals don't get out much in the summer, as you know. So Yeah, well we're all working. We gotta work when everybody else comes to visit, right? So um yeah, we have a lot of locals and then in the summertime we have a lot of walk-in traffic just bustling down here in the summer. So people uh, going to see the museums and whatnot, and there's so much to do in Sandwich that they pretty much stay in Sandwich. Yeah. I mean, it's a really historic area, Sandwich in general. So it's it's always good to be walking around. You know, I know they've made a lot of investments in sidewalks and, and being able to do that, right? right? Cause before it was just dirt paths and, and then the road, right. right? It's nice that we have that ability to do that now. Right. Growing up in Sandwich, I was in Forestdale, so it was kind of further away from the downtown. The so I didn't spend. <laughs> yeah, way on the boonies, we call it exactly. <laughs> like my but. grandfather used to take an old truck. He was the postman here in town, and he all okay. those roads out there were dirt. Yeah. And, uh, Did he ever work at that? There was a post office in Forestdale that was like a small little guy. They ended up turning it into a bait and tackle place. I don't know if you know that yep. one. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Uh, no, this it's was way, that was way before. Oh, okay. He, uh, he actually, he built the first house on Town Neck Beach and built cottages wow. down there right by the boardwalk. So, Jeez Louise. He built the house that fell in the ocean. You know that one? Our, I don't know about one. that, but I've heard about it before, <laughs> yeah. really. <laughs> that was well, I came home from the hospital. No oh boy, that sounds like that sounds like a fun yeah. time. <laughs> boy, oh boy! So you've been in business for fourteen years. Obviously, you've been on the Cape for a very long time. You know, I'd like to get to know a little bit more about you from a business perspective okay. as well as from a personal perspective. Yeah. So you know, running your own business has its ups and downs. I'm sure. 
But particularly to you, what do you think is your least favorite part of, you know, being an entrepreneur, running your own business? And then we'll follow that up with what's your favorite part of running this specific business? Yeah, I think the challenge is to get to balance the help. Okay. You know, when to schedule them, when not to schedule them. I think that's always a tough thing. How many to have on any given day, yep. that kind of thing. And getting them to really care about the business as much as you do. Sure. That's the toughest trying part. To get, yeah. Trying to get everybody on the same vision, so to speak. Yeah. Do you guys have, do you have like a, a mission statement or a vision? Or is it just to provide the best food that you possibly can every time yeah. somebody walks in the door? Yeah. We want to feed more than your stomach we want to feed your soul got it oh that's nice great now do you typically your client not your clientele but your your employee base is it is it seasonal or do you guys have a lot of local you know long-term employees i have some long-term employees mostly older ladies like myself that, okay um just love people and they do this for fun that's that's a great yeah. part um then we have the seasonal young kids college college age and high school kids all right so it fluctuates so kind of managing managing the college age, high school age yeah, individual that's, that's is, a little is harder, tricky. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? What, what's that like? Is it is it more? I I work in a different type of sales, and I've got one individual who just graduated from college, and I'm trying to teach her the ropes of you know the quote unquote real world. But it's not the it's not the food service industry. So I want to know a little bit more about what that's like. Well, I think for for me, it's their attention span. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they they, uh, they don't see dirt. They don't see, you know, you have to pretty much tell them what to do. They, they are not, okay. They're not as ambitious as far as seeing a need and, and wanting to take care of it. I think they just... Got it. They're a little less accountable, so to speak. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, well, that's that's. It's tough too, right? Because you know they're they're there for a, a weekend job or a, or a summertime job. Like I can understand both sides of the coin, right? Obviously, it's your baby, so you want to make sure everything's perfect. Where they might just be looking at it as I'll be here for three months and then I'm gone. Right. But it's at the end of the day, it's your business. It's the way you look to you know the tourists, to the customers, and and things of that nature. So it's important. Right, and that's what we tell them. But, and that's tough. That's tough to tough to kind of get by and get through, yeah. you know. Yeah. But Especially when they're listening to you at the same time, looking at their phone, right? Oh, that's a terrible one. The phone. <laughs> oh my goodness, what did they do before phone? I. Jeez. I mean, it, the generations have changed, but technically speaking, I am a millennial, so I have to unfortunately fall within that group. But it's you know, I've got nieces and nephews and cousins that are all much much younger than me, and it's funny just to see them face to the screen without any sort of interaction. It's like I, I, I have a little bit of both, right. kind of pick and choose from both, so I consider that. But yeah, what did we do? Yeah. You know, how did we how did we get from one place to another? Right. I can only imagine. Right, or communicate with each other. You have to pick up the landline phone and, God forbid, call somebody on it, you know? And not being available 24-7. I think think it's a stressful generation we're living in because everybody feels like they have to be connected somehow. And I think this whole coronavirus thing has caused people to rethink things a little bit about what's important. And, you know, having those relationships with people face-to-face versus the phones. Yeah. And it's scary too, because, you know, on, on one hand, you're right. Having those face to face, when it gets taken away from you, you realize how important it is. However, because of the way technology is, it's almost done the opposite. It's almost pushed us to be more comfortable with that. Right. right? That is a little scary. Are are they going to come out? Are people going to come out when it's time to come? 
Yeah, it's going to be very, it's going to be very interesting to see how that kind of pans out. Um, and how, I mean, how's your, I mean, since we're on that topic, how has your business kind of dealt with this whole crisis? Has it been okay? Has it been, I know we talked earlier, said it was a little slow, but it's go ahead. been tough. I mean, our clientele are a lot of, like I said, tourists in the summer, but we have a lot of older people or, or even, you know, like our, our main part of our business is people who love to come in. They love the atmosphere. They love to be able to sit. It's a meeting place. So a lot of people would have their meetings here and that's all okay. kind of gone because they're, we can't have anybody sitting, sitting in the restaurant. So that makes it tough. Our to-go's, you know, we did, we did a good amount of to-go's in the summertime, but not so much in the winter. So this, this mm-hmm. has been a little tough trying to figure out how to manage through it yeah and it's kind of right at the end of that winter winter spell right so it's been not summer and it's not winter so it's almost like an elongated summer or excuse me elongated winter March is always tough but then march and april this year have been about the same you know yeah extremely tough so i think when the weather gets better it might it might draw people out yeah, I think it, it for sure will. And again, this crisis is slowly, you know, we're at the end of April, beginning of May here. So it's starting to roll itself out and things will start to turn for the better, I think. That's just my one hopeful assumption and two kind of information that I hear, right? As long as they don't keep so. pushing the dates back where you can't go out. Oh, my gosh. Right now, what is it, 18th now of May? And then it's going to probably be the end of May. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fingers crossed. I'm really hoping, you know, I'm, I got a couple of trips planned in June, so I'm hoping – uh, you know, everything will be <laughs> softened out by then. I don't know. But well, let's let's turn it. Let's turn it a little bit more yeah. positive. What's your favorite running best bakery? Let's 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 lighten the mood. I love the people that come in, customer interaction, people coming from all over the world. Get, you know, what's what, one of your most crazy stories? Like it's somebody that you met that was from you know a different country that you had no idea about, or what? Tell the listeners something like that. Yeah. One of the more interesting conversations I had was with some Irish people who had come, and it happened to be a very rainy week that they were here, and I felt terrible for them because, I mean, they're from Ireland, right? And it rains there all the time, and they come here to Cape Cod, and it's supposed to be beautiful, and I was kind of feeling bad for them, and I, I had said, you know, it's really too bad the weather was so bad, they said, Oh, don't worry about us. We're we're used to that and we did shopping. They would take they would take empty suitcases here and just shop for things that they can't get over really? there. And they just were happy huh. as pigs in mud. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but that was it That's was funny. They thought that that was okay. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, it's, it's so my wife's Brazilian and, and every time we go down to visit her family in Brazil, that's what it is. We go down there, we pick up a bunch of food that you can't get here in America and vice versa. We bring some stuff that they can't get down there. It's, it's, it's just yeah. funny, you know, and especially in this day and age when you think you can get everything online or something like that. Right. right? It's, it's just, it's just like, Oh, there's some things that you just can't. And especially when it comes to, especially when it comes right. to food, I mean, that it brings people together, but it also brings up memories and brings up things that they were bringing, they were buying of jeans in particular and going over the, and huh. going over to Ireland and selling them. <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> that's well, that's quite a business. That's quite a business yeah, model. All right. <laughs> they come over here and get jeans. And huh. back. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, so they, didn't, they didn't even care. It was raining out. That's funny. Make hay while the sun shines, you know. <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever. Whatever works right. for you. Awesome. So I would like to also talk to the young kids in this area. One, you know, a lot of a lot of young individuals leave the area, but there's a lot of them that are asked, you know, aspiring to be entrepreneurs and to start their own mm-hmm. businesses. And 
I like to get people's experiences that have run their own businesses, especially in an area like this. So I don't know if you have any feedback for them or any tips or tidbits that you've learned over the years or anything, you know, you know a good example. This is something that you wished you knew five, 10 years ago that you wished you knew today. Type oh. of deal. Yeah. When you're an entrepreneur, you really have to put everything you have into it and you better know about the business that you're doing. You know, okay. there's a lot of people who will say, oh yeah, it'd be fun to have a bakery, but they don't really know how to bake. And so they would say, well, I'll just hire bakers. That's not a good way to do it. <laughs> you need, okay. to, you need, okay. to, know, no, that's you need good. to know every aspect of the business that you would be able to step in at any moment. Yeah. I think that's one piece that I always learned is that, you know, and I don't have a business myself that I'm running yet, but I feel that as though at some point, if I was going to run a business, I would just like you said, need to be able to do every bit of the business. Even if I'm not the best at it, I still need to know how to do it because I'm either going to have to train somebody to do it or somebody's going to have to teach me how to perfect it. You know, I'm going to hire somebody that does it better than me and I learn right. from them, right? right? So I think that's that's a good piece of advice yeah. there for sure. You know, what, what's the one thing that you kind of had to learn, you know, either the hard way or something that, you know, you thought you knew, but you ended up not knowing? I would say probably the amount of time it actually takes to do it. It's, it's, yeah. it consumes you 20, it's 24 seven, you know, you, you own your business and it's on the front forefront of your mind. But what I have learned is that you've got to take time for yourself. You've got to make that time for yourself to reboot. Otherwise you'll get burnt out. Okay. It's important. You got to take care of yourself. So how often, if you, maybe if you had to put a, like a timeline or a recommendation on it, like what, like once, like do it standard vacation once a year or take a weekend I or what do you, you think? need at least one day a week. I always say I, there's one day a week okay. when I don't own a bakery and it's Tuesdays. Gotcha. Don't bother me on a Tuesday. Don't call me on a Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Well, right? it's a good, it's a good thing today. Right. Thursday. All right. Sounds like right. But you have to have a day where you can do what you need to do to refresh. And we, we live in such okay. a beautiful place that just that refreshing could be going to the beach once, once a week or something, you know? Sure. Of course. Do you think, I mean, I know you grew up on the Cape, but do you think that's a benefit of being on the Cape is the fact that it's, it's has that capacity essentially to be that relaxing place instead of having to travel to so say, for example, you owned a business in the city and then you'd have to travel out of the city, which is a whole nother thing in and of itself. Whereas the Cape has that benefit to already oh, be yeah, that escape. Definitely. And I've lived in other States and it's the same thing. Like when we, when we lived in Oregon, there was a river nearby. So there's always or woods that you can go to a park to, you know, walk in. So even if you're in the city, you need to find some. You need a place like a, a place to get away. And that, and that sounds like a great thing to have that space. And the Cape has that option. So or at least at least even if it's not the Cape, at least find a place that's that's away from your business to make it manageable. Right. All right. So you said just a couple more things from you. Get a little personal here. You know, you said your family lives here on the Cape. You said you had a couple kids. They're all grown and doing their own thing. Are they working in the business or? No, none of them do. We have oh, three, three children, six grandchildren with uh, twin girls on the way. So that'll Wow. Be congrats. I actually, my, I just had my twins about eight, nine months ago. <laughs> Wow. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Twin boys, twin girls. We'll have to get them together at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So obviously you guys run a little breakfast and lunch spot there. I got to ask, you know, as a 
as a resident of the Cape, if you had a dinner place in particular that you preferenced or that you fancied, which one would you pick if you had to choose just one? Mm. And that's oh, always a tough one because there's always yeah. pressure on. I like to be able to find out where everyone's yeah. go-to is. Well, we usually go to either Bobby Burns or uh, BBC. Okay. Two pretty good choices, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And Daniel Webster is another nice place. Yep. Daniel Webster's not too bad. Yeah. Anything specific that you like about them or just the fact that they're close by? Yeah, it just depends on what I want to eat, right? So (laughs) (laughs) makes sense. Well, what's nice about all three of those restaurants, though, is you can kind of get a little bit of everything, right? Right. So kind of all American, you know, pizzas, whatever, you name it. I always like the BBC's pizzas personally. Yeah, yeah, they're good, yeah. Yeah, awesome. So again, we've got Beth here from Beth's Bakery over in Sandwich. What, again, you guys serve any specialty, anything specific you want to let the listeners know about, pastries, so all the pastries are amazing. We do every, we do most everything from scratch, and uh, it's good. Good food as fast as you can. That's what we, that's what our motto is. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. So make sure you stop on by. I'll have her links in the description here. Uh, you guys are up on Facebook. Do you guys have any other social media or website or anything like that that they should know about? Somebody manages my Instagram. Okay. Other than that, I'm not that very high tech, so. Nope, that's okay. The world's becoming that way, so that's what we're looking to do is just let people know about it. Um, You know, I'm sure there's Yelp reviews out there and things like that, so, you know, you can check her out there as well. And TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor. Those are the two big places I'm hearing from all the restaurants. Yeah. Awesome, Beth. Well, I appreciate your time, and everybody, thanks for listening. Beth's Bakery over on 16 Jarvis Street in Sandwich. That's Jarvis, J-A-R-V. E-S. You guys should definitely go check it out. It's a really unique spot, indoor, outdoor dining in an old antique building that's been renovated for you guys to definitely go and check on out. All right. So I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. If you did enjoy it, please help us grow this movement. Share the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Most importantly, rate the podcast. Rate it a one, rate it a five, rate it anything you want to rate it, but ratings are the lifeblood of podcasts, and the more ratings that we have, the faster this podcast can grow, and the better off we'll be in helping grow this podcast to be the place where Cape Cod comes to eat. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Have a great rest of the week. Looking forward to seeing you soon.